Hello and welcome to the Master's Voice, the podcast series on MediaBrief.com. I'm your host and friend Pavan R. Chavla, and with me today is somebody who is really a young master, a leader in the space of media and entertainment at EY India. Please welcome Ashish Bhairwani. Ashish, thank you for joining us and uh, for being on the show. Hey, it's great to be here, yeah, Pavan. Awesome stuff. Thank you, thank you. So, Ashish, before we start this conversation, I would like to, you know, just inform uh, everybody, especially the younger people, the real, you know, freshers who may not have heard too much about you. Uh, sort of introduce you to them. So, Ashish Bhirwani. Ashish is the EY India Media Entertainment Leader and brings more than 20 years of experience serving companies in all the M&D subsectors. Ashish focuses on consulting strategy for the media and entertainment space and in his more than 2 decades of experience he's been associated with more than 50 media companies across TV broadcasting TV distribution radio content production out of home mobile events print and gaming and more He also teaches media trends and concepts to students across universities and to professionals at EY and of course Ashish has also been a mentor and coach to not just students and to the teams at EY but also to every media person however senior with his insightful strategic thinking on all matters pertaining to the business of media and entertainment so ashish welcome to the masters voice on mediabrief.com this is indeed a huge day for the m&e industry in india which according to your ey report release for the year that was actually went back 3 years in 2020 Firstly, thanks for having me, and secondly, you make my career sound a lot better than it is. I wish it was <laughs> as rosy as you made it out to be. And Ashish, your own record, as having said, and I quote: "With a billion Indian screens to serve, the opportunity to create global content and support creators with India's talent, production, animation, and VFX capabilities is enormous." So let's quickly look at the top line findings of the latest Fiki EY report on the media and entertainment industry in India and if you were reading an English news bulletin on the MED industry in India right now what would be your top headlines from the report The report that we released with Fiki today is uh, is a very interesting report because firstly we did it during the lockdown hmm. um and normally I go and I have 70 cups of chai with 70 CEOs This time I missed all the chai. I just got them uh, online on Zoom and Teams and so on and so forth. But the findings were were surprisingly, you know, I mean, what happened happened. But going forward, what we're looking at is quite different. So yes, we went back three years in terms of revenue size. We dropped to 2017 levels. But I expect that we'll be almost back to 2019. uh calendar your numbers by 2021 this year provided there's no lockdown so there's a lot of resilience mm. you know it's very interesting when the economy grows x percent media grows one and a half x but this time the economy dropped 8% we did to 24% so it's actually a 3x drop and that just shows the the nature of the industry in the sense it's very discretionary mm. but it has the power to bounce back and i think that's the main thing that we are actually seeing uh but it bounced back in a very different way and some mm. of the trends you know which we we'll talk about later will will come from there right and the creative economy is poised to double by 2025 that's what sanjay gupta chairman of fiki media entertainment committee has said in this report so just give us an overview you said the indian mni sector fell a lot and in fact it's fallen 24% in 2022 inr 1.38 trillion 
so in this which were the main verticals that fell was probably obviously due to advertising and then which were the ones that sort of held their own ground and have you know done really well i'm sure digital is part of it so how would you sum up the various uh, parts of uh, that? let me give you my top 5 okay, okay one the only sectors that grew were digital and there also the growth was led by ott which grew 49% and the second sector that grew was online gaming despite all the bans coming in in some of the states mm-hmm. uh, i think real money gaming is still poised to grow that's point one mm-hmm. point two is that obviously all the sectors which involved getting out of the house were impacted so whether it was radio which is has a lot of listenership in transit or whether it's out of home advertising whether it's films and um and like uh, events yeah right uh, all of these would obviously get hit and they've been hit between 55 and 65 and 68% so obviously that's that's big but the thing is that these segments will bounce back because it's not like we're going to hopefully sit and hope the rest of our lives we want to go out um you know and we go to malls we go to cinemas we see the crowds back mm-hmm. subject to no further lockdowns i think these will bounce back very quickly mm-hmm. uh the third is that different sectors will take different times to actually bounce back so while we're seeing the music tv uh, will bounce back very quickly film you know within a year or two these will be back to normal um some other segments like animation and vfx uh, events etc will take slightly longer because when you've lost half your size it takes time to actually grow up again um and and i think the other message that we're getting is really the message for really is uh the massification of tv uh, where you're uh, seeing a bit of the top end a couple of million homes less in terms of the pay universe uh as people move to uh, ott uh, uh move back to their villages etc uh, at the same time you're seeing a big growth of free dish at the bottom uh, right so 40 million plus homes now on free dish is the estimate recent auctions talk about you know massive prices being paid for all those uh, frequencies as well So you're seeing TV become genuinely good, solid mass product. It will grow, but mm-hmm. you lost a bit of the top and you lost a bit of the bottom pay level as well as mm-hmm. both those segments have grown, mm-hmm. uh, which actually puts print in a very good place. Because where will you get all these top end customers from, mm-hmm. right? If, because the top end guys are watching SVOD with fewer ads. Mm-hmm. Good place to catch them is either at, in transit media at the airport mm-hmm. or on, in the newspaper, mm-hmm. right? Or in podcasts. So again, a lot of how all this kind of moves together when you're talking about tv getting massified but there's a lot of ancillary opportunities uh, for growth coming out of that hmm. and um, and maybe the last thing good headline message is the growth of advertising on e-commerce platforms um, hmm. we always had search social etc we've always had a good amount on ott platforms but this time we kind of size the industry about 3500 crores of advertising spend on e-commerce mm. platforms uh driven by number of brands that increase their digital channels due to the pandemic right so all mm. fmcg now start selling on 10 14 20 platforms online and obviously there's ad spend supporting a lot of that so i think overall i would say these are some of the key findings uh from my perspective on this show Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for the very insightful, very nice, crisp overview. Literally like a bird's eye view. So, Ashish, the one most important, uh, one of the pillars, the one that actually brought in a lot of optimism and you know brings in hope also for the future, and which is actually poised to take India's market in the sector share in the world and make it 
the sixth largest is the OTT space and sixth largest uh, potential to be in the world for India on OTT is by 2024. But the big problem that I see is on the regulatory side. Okay. So do you want to give us a little bit of a, of, you know, your views on the regulatory updates across the sector of media and entertainment and its subsectors? I mean, I see that OTT, you know, if it, if, if the creativity in content is uh, questioned or is sort of fettered, okay, that will happen if OTT platforms do not work and self-regulate with full responsibility. What is your view on good quality regulation that would have every media vertical fulfill its responsibilities first to its creative ecosystem, to the creative content economy, and most important, to the most important stakeholder, the viewers and through them, the society of India. What is your advice to the government? And I know now more than ever before, and many, many professionals and experts in the space agree that the government really needs to listen to experts on this and make sure that the media and society all progress nicely without any fetters. So, you know, it's, it's just maybe an idealistic, perhaps uh, slightly utopian statement, but it's definitely worth striving for. Your advice, your guidance to the government and to the professionals. I've always believed that self-regulation is the mechanism for media. I've never believed in anything about that and I stand by that. Um, but having said that, you know, I don't see the government actually saying don't have any kind of bad language or nudity uh, or anything. I don't think they've ever come and said that. What they've really come and said is rate the content and building controls to make sure that only the right people see the right kind of content which is meant for them. I don't think they're going on and on about censoring stuff. I think where the government is and, and where industry is are actually two sides of the same thing. The industry wants growth and they don't want curbs on growth, obviously. Um, what the government is saying, we still at the same time want to protect the interests of our people and uh, at the same time, business has the freedom to grow. So I think what's required is something in between the two. And I think that's the fine line that the industry will eventually balance out on. And, you know, OTD is so small today and there's so much scope for growth. Huh. That personally, I think it's just going to, you know, there's, there's just so much going to happen over there. It's going to open the field up for so much more creativity. It's going to open the field up for so much more experimentation on genre and on type of storytelling and on overall, um, you know, making it interactive and experiential that I think these matters will eventually slide by the way. Hmm. And I think India is just on the cusp of some phenomenal content production that's going to happen. Ourselves, we are seeing next year, we should see 500 original titles on right. OTT. You know, it's wow. a huge jump, right? We had 220 this year and a pandemic struck here. We still had over 200 titles coming out on OTT. We'll cross 500, we'll cross much more and head towards at least three, 4,000 hours of content in a few years. Hmm. So all that content is there. I don't think anyone is saying don't do it. You know, both the government and industry have to kind of work together on this. And I personally believe it can be achieved with self-regulation. A little control. Wonderful. You're tuned to the Master's Voice, the podcast series from MediaBrief.com. I'm your host and friend Pawan Chavla, and with me today is Ashish Pirwani, leader of media and entertainment at EY. EY has released with Fiki 
its highly anticipated annual report on the business of media and entertainment in India for the year 2020. And that's what we're talking about. Taking a short break, we'll be back soon. Don't go anywhere. And we are back. I'm your host and friend Pavanar Chawla from the Master's Voice podcast series from MediaBrief.com. With me today is Ashish Bhairwani, Leader Media and Entertainment at EY. Ashish, a lot of people have been saying that, you know, OTT is eating into television. But I honestly feel that television still has a ways to go and maybe for at least the next five to seven years, it will be the firmly ensconced number one vertical in m and because if you look at it, 197-odd million TV homes in India out of maybe Nielsen's guesstimate of 325 households totally. And so it's really a ways to go. And with each household uh, potentially adding 4.4 or 3 uh, individuals, 4.4, 4.3, it's a huge number. Smartphones are also growing definitely. And uh, where do you see this TV versus linear broadcasting television versus uh, OTT race? It's definitely going to add to the ecosystem. But between the two of them, by when do you think, if you think so at all, will OTT overtake television in India? I think that it's not at all. And I've heard this from so many of the people I interviewed this year. And I think they're both very different products. And they both will definitely both grow and coexist. I don't see it as an odd, genuinely. Uh, certain segments will prefer OTT, certain segments will prefer pay TV, certain segments will prefer mass TV, uh, certain segments will prefer content coming bundled with their data, some will prefer signing up individually. I think when you have over a billion people, you can't really uh, say that one product will work and one will not work. Uh, you will see all of these products and they will all have their own way of growing. They all have a very different path if you ask me. Uh, right now, we've seen a lot of English television audiences move to OTT because the offering is more recent. Uh, you know, English TV's viewership is down to less than 1% of total TV viewership in 2020. Right? But mm. viewership on OTT is so much higher that that audience is getting fed with high quality international English content. And that's available mm. on OTT at a time, place, etc. when you want to watch it and mm. what you want to watch, right? And therefore, that's one type of segment. Now, there's another mass segment which just wants to sit back and be fed what it wants. Hmm. Um, you know, you see channels go back on free dish and you see how their viewership has increased Absolutely. several times over, you know, um, because of the reach that it generates. Hmm. There's all kinds of uh, audiences, the lean forward audience, the lean back audience, the guys who are willing to pay, pay less, not pay. And I think there are going to be products for all of them. Hmm. And because there's still so much scope to grow in this country, as you rightly said, you know, 200 million versus 300 million homes are just covered. There's still 100 million homes, and even if you say half of them are below poverty, and there's still 50 million more homes, mm. right? And for people, that's 200 million more audience size waiting for mm. it. Mm. It will happen. It has to happen. TV is just so intrinsic. Entertainment is so intrinsic. A mm. mobile phone is everywhere. Some may go directly on mobile. Some may go on television. I think you'll see it all happen.
You're tuned to the Master's Voice, the podcast series from MediaBrief.com. I'm your host and friend Pawan R. Chawla, and with me today is Ashish Pirwani, leader of media and entertainment at EY. EY has released with Fiki its highly anticipated annual report on the business of media and entertainment in India for the year 2020, and that's what we're talking about. We're taking a short break, we'll be back soon. Don't go anywhere. I'm your host and friend Pawanar Chawla from the Master's Voice podcast series from MediaBrief.com. With me today is Ashish Bhairwani, leader media and entertainment at EY. We spoke about India. We spoke about where it is at right now, MND, and uh, how it's sort of poised to bounce back and grow. What about some key global MND trends? You know, because the MND sector is evolving at breakneck speed. so you know the important numbers the important data that you might want to you know the infographic headline figures if you want to call it that mega yes, global I, i think i i think india and global you know some things are common some things are quite different hmm. um in in a number of countries developed countries abroad uh, which are richer with high per capita incomes you've seen digital actually overtake linear but that's not the case in india uh linear is still way way ahead of digital uh in this country and will stay that way for some time having said that you know when you look at the global markets you will see that uh you know for example streaming revenues have picked up significantly in many international markets um we are still a country which has not started paying a lot for audio streaming uh maybe that's something that will take some time to happen but again is expected to happen Uh, streaming video we started in a very good way um you'll see that again in if you look at the US they have far more audiences now hitting uh streaming than ever before so do we and we will keep growing as they are growing um more content driven on the digital side than the linear side in many cases we are getting there too uh there's still some ways to go but that will happen as well and content production budgets will also accordingly keep increasing and of course um cinema's footfalls um uh, you know probably coming down in the, some of the larger markets but i think in india there's just so much scope for that to grow just 100 million people enter a cinema in a year apparently uh in 1.3 billion so there's a whole scope for a tier 2 cinema product which has not even been experienced right now and i think there's again a lot that will happen uh in that space and what about print print will stay in india much you know unlike what's happening out there the physical product the community product the bundled physical plus digital print product and these are very interesting trends from an india point of view which not always get reflected by what's happening globally and i don't see that as a problem uh, you know uh, in terms of growth over the next few years for them as well so i think uh, very different markets in some cases it's very similar trends in some cases hmm. um sector by sector we'll have to see how that pans out but uh, but overall i think when you look at it and you look at india and you see just how under indexed we are on advertising you know 0.31% of gdp in 2020 was our advertising spend that's hmm. really small for a fast growing economy um hmm. in the top 10 economies in the world right and i that can only go up so there's a lot of headroom for advertising there's a lot of headroom for subscription and so overall that's why we're putting our money behind what we say and say the industry will double by 
Ashish, before I sign off, thank you very, very much indeed for being on the Master's Voice on EWF.com. You brought in a lot of insights, and I promise you that I will come back soon, maybe, maybe in a couple months, and we'll do a nicer deep dive, looking at every sector, every vertical in the media and entertainment industry. And I want your word for that. <laughs> Happy to chat with you anytime, boss. Wonderful, and I want you to tell me which are the OTT platforms you have on your phone that you watch. Um. <laughs> Almost all. <laughs> no, not as a student of the space, but I honestly have, I think, pretty much all of them. Not just as a student, because content is available that is great on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, my cricket fix on on Hotstar, mm-hmm. um, great movies and global content, Netflix and Amazon, um, and uh, and Lionsgate now. Uh, oh, yeah. great content there. Yeah. Um, I, I pretty I even do a lot of YouTube, you know, wow. for music. Mm. So I'm pretty much, you know, sorted. You don't I, stream. I, I to, you don't I, stream I music. To, what about the Ganas and the Sawan? Oh, yeah, of course, I have Amazon Music, which is something I use a lot. Um, and I do have so my music is for me YouTube and, and uh, mm. Amazon uh, Music mainly. Um, but I also have Ghana. Really, it's a good question. I don't know when and why I actually go and uh, listen to each of them, but somehow I managed to end up using all of them. Wonderful, and, uh, wonderful. I probably need to live to 500 to be able to see all the content that's available on all of these stuff. Too many series, too little time. Let's change it to yeah, today. Yeah, <laughs> I, I must admit that content is really, really exciting now. Wonderful, and, uh, wonderful. Thank you ever so much, Ashish. Thank you for being on the show and for all the insights, for all the wisdom, the guidance that come. From all the experience that you bring to the table, thank you very much indeed. Any thoughts on the conversation we had so far? Nothing. Time. My thanks, Pavan. Media brief. The Master Word podcast is is always good to hear. Take care. Wonderful. Thank you ever so much. Ashish Pirwani, my dear friends, the EY India Media and Entertainment Leader was my distinguished guest on this episode of the Master's Voice on MediaBrief.com. I'm your host and friend Pavan Arjavla. I truly enjoyed that conversation. A lot of insights, and yes, look at it with reference to the massive 300-plus page report that Fiki and EY have come out with on the Indian media and entertainment sector for the last year. And I hope that you actually find this report extremely beneficial, looking at the year that was and the years that lie in front of us. So, till we meet again in the next episode of the Master's Voice on MediaBrief.com. This is your host and friend Pavan Archavla saying thank you once again to Ashish Pirwani for being on the episode, and thank you, my dear friends, my listeners, for being on this the latest episode of the Master's Voice on MediaBrief.com. Till we meet again, stay safe. Bye bye. 